Welcome to another episode. I'm so impressed that I made it this far. <laughs> uh, faith over fear. Get started today. Your destiny is calling. Now, that little notation I literally just made is kind of what we're talking about today. Um, we've we've talked about the fear of failure um, and the longing to seek validation um, a lot. And because it's, it's my story, it's part of my testimony. Um, and we're going to talk about something that's a little similar to that. But it's kind of put in a different connotation that I've just discovered. So... I don't know if you guys have ever heard of imposter syndrome, but I feel like that's something that I have actually gone through a lot in life, and I never knew what it was. Um, I came across someone yesterday. I think it's Erica Wiggenhorn. Oh, gosh. I'm pretty sure. I keep forgetting her a lot. I'm like, I feel like the older I get, the worse I am with names, so I've got to start paying better attention. Um, I'll put her in the comments, though. Um, it was a podcast she was on and everything she was saying, she was just talking about, you know, striving, you know, for God's attention and to get, you know, to fulfill your destiny in life, but how like we don't need to strive. We just need to sit in his presence and rest and take that time. Um, and just everything she said made me feel like she was like me. Um, so I came across a book of hers. I've literally gone through two books, you guys, um, And my dad made a comment the other day because the first book, after I read Called to Create, because I love that book now, um, he was like, well, if it doesn't sit with you within the first, like, chapter, so, like, you just need to move on and go back to it later. And that has happened two books in a row. And I guess it's because I had realized that that happens. I don't know. But I came across a book of hers. And it literally just talks about the imposter syndrome. It uses the story of Moses Um, and after reading, like, the first little excerpt this morning, I realized that that's something I needed to speak about. Um, so, just to kind of enter us into this a little bit, imposter syndrome, if you don't know what it is, it's when you're in a place in your life, a good place in your life, but you don't quite feel like you deserve it, or you're ready for it, and you have this little voice in your head that literally counters out God's promise to us like literally telling you that it's not for you that you're going to mess it up that you you're doing it wrong um you can't handle it that's one that I hear a lot um and it's this voice in your head that literally goes against everything God has promised us so what's funny about it is I think I've come across just seeing that word a few times and um I always assume like it wasn't me, but the more I've read this book and the examples that she's used, I was kind of like, okay, maybe this is me. So before you shut this off and you think that you, this isn't you, I encourage you to continue to listen um, because I do feel like you probably came across this podcast for a reason. So I'm going to use a few examples in my life. So you guys know my story. I you know, started, my first job was actually at Little Caesars. I don't know if I've told you guys that, but that's literally where I left. I I left, not left. I met Luke, um, which means I was supposed to be there, obviously. Um, And I begged my parents for that first job because I always did want to work. I had, I wanted to make my own money. I wanted to succeed. I wanted to um, 
grow fast and I knew I needed my first job before I could go and step into the jobs that are you know harder more difficult and more experienced right so moving past the little Caesars job I think I was there for like two years I worked for the Braves a little bit in that because and worked two jobs to make extra money in the summer um and strut oh my gosh y'all so the <laughs> if you've ever been to little Caesars I know you can see in the back those little windows like where people are working and I was the person so they initially hired me um this actually probably goes into what we're talking about anyways um to be cashier because um, I'm not tooting my own horn, but one thing that this location did, unfortunately, they would literally hire um, pretty girls or girls they thought were pretty and they'd want to put them at the front as cashier. That was like their thing. Um, however, I was terrified of cashier and they kind of made you learn like what was on the pizzas before you could do anything. And that specific station was honestly one of the hardest stations because you had to be really fast. You had to know, you know, it was, it was best if you memorized everything that was on it. You had to pay attention to the tickets. So I basically did my best to work so hard at that station and show them just how good and fast I am so they wouldn't put me at the front. Which sounds absolutely ridiculous because I'm in the back where it's hot, where it's sweaty, where you're actually doing more. The cashier did work, but I mean, this is like more physical labor. Um... Where it's kind of like you're the person who can make or break and mess up. Um, so ironically, they kept me at that station and I was like notated the best make table person for a long time. And I loved it. And to the point where like if I didn't get so many days scheduled a week, I assumed I was doing something wrong. So this gives you a little backstory. Like pay attention to the little things that I'm saying. I like got mad if they gave me too many days off whether they thought it was because I deserved it or because my schedule didn't work that week or they were trying to train someone my initial thought was oh I'm getting I must have done something wrong okay moving on to my first job in retail which is what I really wanted okay and I remember so I've always been told I interview well which is definitely I think something God has given me because I am called to speak I am called to have a podcast I'm just now stepping into that Um, but in interviews, you have to be able to present yourself well and speak thoroughly, right? So I was basically making at Little Caesars. This was like when minimum wage, especially at fast food restaurants was still so low. Pretty sure I was making like $7.25. And in the two years I was there, the most I had gotten a raise was $7.50, maybe $7.75, like really sad. Um, so I go to JCPenney for an interview, do well, I'm super excited, so nervous, And they, right off the bat, with me only having one job experience, offered me $9 because I guess I talked myself up so much. I didn't lie. I just interviewed well to the point where she even told me, like, you interview very well. And I literally remember thinking, like, one, so my imposter syndrome always starts with, I get so excited. Like, I don't feel defeated right away, okay? I literally get so excited, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Oh my gosh, they're paying me this. Oh my gosh, I got the job. Oh my gosh, I got this promotion. Oh my gosh, God, this is so cool. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for giving me this, okay? And then the whispers start creeping in. Um, And I remember thinking like, oh shoot, I wonder what everyone else is making. 
Um, cause I think you are so not to do this, supposed to do this. Any area that you work, you guys, this is common sense. Don't talk about your pay with employees. I didn't. Um, but I do remember there was a day when I, around the time I first started and people were asking each other like what they got paid and the things that I overheard was there was some people who actually got paid less than me or the same as me, um, that had been there for a long time. So these are people with like experience, And I initially, off the bat, after having one job at Little Caesars, got paid more than them. So I was instantly thinking, oh no, I, they must have a high expectation to me. Oh my gosh, I, do I deserve this much? Oh my gosh, God gave me, you you gave me this job, but I think that, I think that they think I'm bigger than I am, that I'm better than I am. Oh my gosh, I need to show them. And so every single job that I've stepped into, every promotion, when I got my first assistant manager job, when that turned into my first management job, I was always so, I would love it because I truly love to work, you guys. I love to be around people. I loved being in the retail like space, styling customers. Oh my gosh. But anytime something went wrong or I got in trouble, literally like I would freeze. Like I, it was I, like... It's so hard to explain, but I feel like, like I literally on the inside of me just felt this like tension all come out of nowhere. And I like to where you almost can't talk. Like, I don't know. It's such a hard feeling to explain. So you, I don't know if you guys understand or if you've been there, you probably have. Um, and that's all I focus on all day long after that happens or even following that. It's literally like, okay, there's a couple because here's the thing. I strived to be the best employee, the best manager, the best assistant manager anywhere I went. Okay. But I'm also human and I made mistakes. And so there's a few mistakes and every single time a mistake happened, I, like I said, I freaked out and I felt like I was not qualified that they were going to fire me. Oh gosh. That I was going to get like, it was just a mess. Okay. So there's one time, and this is so bad, you guys, is sometimes I'm in a completely different season of life. I work for myself. I work for God, yes, but I work for myself. Um, and I still think back to these times, and I can still remember that feeling. It's so sad because I, 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 I have to fight how much I care about what other people think of me because in reality, that doesn't matter. But there's one time I was actually the manager at this place. That's why I want to share this story because I was at the highest level you could be, okay? And during that time, I had gotten a few promotions in the sense that I was pretty much running everything in the store. Um, The purchasing, the social media, the hiring, the like running the floor, the merchandising, everything, Okay. The photo shoots, I started scheduling my own photo shoots to get content for social media, all the things. Um, but then it was football season at the colleges around us. So all of a sudden it was like, okay, Kelsey can easily handle this. Well, like Kelsey's good at events. Kelsey's good at this. So I was in charge of running these events, like not the event itself, but like putting together a team to go to these football events, putting up a tent. Uh, spin the wheel, making sure we had the graphics to do it, involving the other stores, all of this stuff. Um, so I was on the phone with a girl who's just so confused. They had hung up on me like three times. I was, I had someone back out, I think, and the event was the next day and I needed people to go with me. It was literally this whole thing. And a customer came in 
And I, normally my go-to thing was to just loudly say like, hi, welcome to blah, blah, blah. And, um, just pay attention if they needed help. Okay. So I did welcome her, but she's like, I think going to the fitting room maybe. And I I gave her a thumbs up that she could go and she had to grab some things. And then she came near the counter, but she didn't look at me. So I was literally like on the, trying to deal with this thing that I was stressed about. And then the person on the phone was being weird. I don't know. And all of a sudden the lady just looks at me really angrily and just walks out. And I was like, okay, that was weird. Um, and I got off the phone. Well, then we had sister stores. So another store manager from a sister store calls me and basically was like, you're the one working right now? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, so-and-so come to find out she was the owner of one of the stores on the strip. And she shopped at our stores pretty frequently, just not when I had been there. And she was like, oh, well, so-and-so's like so mad right now. She felt like you ignored her, that you were on the phone. Like, what were you doing talking on the phone? And then after that conversation, my operations manager called me trying to figure out what happened. Then the owner of the stores called me and I was so distraught. I feel like I messed everything up that was on my heart all day. I literally sent the lady, I got her email, sent her the most apologetic email, giving her discounts, telling her I would, you know, personally style her, all this stuff. And just literally felt like I ruined everything. Like initially in that moment, everything was going to be taken away from me. That they wouldn't look at to me as the go-to manager because here's the thing, even if I had so much on my plate, I wanted more because if they gave me more, that meant I was good enough. Okay. How, like, think about that thinking. Like I had, like, cause when I heard imposter syndrome, I really didn't think it was something I suffered with because I was like, no, because I loved getting the promotions. I loved being told we're going to give you this because you're doing this so well. But the thing is, the only reason I wanted those things is because I wanted proof that I could handle it and proof that I was good enough and proof that I wouldn't get fired the next day. You know what I mean? And versus, with because with imposter syndrome, you do question if you're called or if you're in the right place or if you're good enough. So to validate that, those are the things I looked for. I looked for the promotions because it validated it. Does I don't know if that makes sense. Um... Long story short, again, I sent her an email, so apologetic. And then, of course, my boss calls me back later, and she's like, honestly, Kelsey, like, you're fine. Um, Like, she she said some not great things, not about me. Um, Not, like, not in a bad way, but I'm just not going to repeat it. And just basically said not to worry about it. So for hours, it was on my heart. I was so scared. I was like in all this trouble that I was going to have to sit down and have a meeting. That again, they were going to tell me I couldn't handle these things. So they were going to take them away. I'd get a demotion. All of these things. And none of that even happened. And I'm not saying, I mean, I 1000% was in the wrong. Trust me. Like, like I said, I, I've still thought back to that moment now. Just like I feel like I look back to other mistakes in my life. Um, but the reality is I learned from it. And if someone who's one of their top managers messes up, then they're bound to have a manager who's new mess up. So if anything, my boss also learned a lesson. It was like, okay, we need to really notate that we gave her a ton on her plate, but these are the priorities. And it was, it, which is something I knew, but again, I was so frantic because I kept on taking on everything they wanted to give me to prove myself that I got overwhelmed in that moment and didn't handle it the right way. So... 
even today, like, so if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, guys, one thing I'm learning now, and again, I'm still not the best with it, but the reason why I want to talk about it is God has a plan for each and every one of us, right? And one thing that I speak on is dreaming big. I do believe that God wants us to dream big. He has got a God-sized dream is significantly bigger than we could ever imagine. So, of course, in our head, we're not ready for it, you know? We're, because we're not ready for it unless we walk through it with him. I've talked about how changing seasons is hard. Transitioning seasons is hard. It's scary. But also the reason why we feel like that is because, again, in reality, we're not supposed to walk through that season alone. We may not be fully ready when God tells us, okay, it's time to move on to this next step. But it's because we are supposed to lean on him and he's going to show us and reveal to us what we need. If we just magically had all the tools initially, why would we need to lean on God? Like that's not the point. Even in the season I'm at right now. So we just had like almost a month of just crazy, crazy, crazy sales. And I still, this month, when I'm through the month, and I have still have increased a lot from, from the months prior to the, August was like the huge, like, oh my gosh, it was crazy, um, in a good way. So even with that, so God has promised me this business, right? He's promised me growth. I can faithfully say my business is going to be, God's business, you know, is going to be a million dollar business one day. I'll be speaking at huge conferences with women I look up to. I believe I'm going to be speaking at the same conference as Terry Sville Foy and Real Talk Kim. And all these things, I will fa- I can faithfully acknowledge that because I know that's what God's promised me. He's put that on my heart for a reason. However, when he does give me the things that he has called me to, that's when imposter syndrome sets in. It doesn't make sense. Because it's a little voice in our head that creeps in in those specific moments to try to tear us down. Like I said, August was a huge month. So when the sales rolled in constantly, daily, over and over again, I kept almost sitting. I was so excited, but I was like pretty much in disbelief. Like, is this really for me? Okay. All right, God. This is cool. But then there was also part of me that was almost waiting for when it would end. And even now, like, the sales haven't stopped, but it's not as crazy. This is me being vulnerable. And sometimes I wonder, like, did I mess it up? Was that it? Was that the run of it? I must have done something wrong if all of a sudden it stopped. And a big one that has always gone through my head. So, I, again, I, I believe this brand is called to be something bigger than I could imagine. Not because of me, but because of God's calling on my life. Back in the day... When I had to do social media for other businesses, and whenever, even as I stepped into doing it for myself, I always knew what it took to do it in a way. Like, there's a learning curve, and you have to learn a lot, but I always knew. But there's been this huge part of me who, where I, like, automatically think, like, no one cares. Like, if they follow me, it's not because they like me, it's because they like the clothes. Or they follow me, but they're going to be disappointed in who I really am. 
And when I put my face on stories and when I do styling videos, people are going to make fun of me. Or that I'm not, like, someone, I'm going to get teary. Um, Someone prophesied over me around the time I first started the business. And even during that time, it, I think it was last, I think it was last November, last December. So it was when it actually was starting to pick up from me creating things. Um, and they're like, I have, like, this long, like, um, word for you that God gave me. And it was hard for him to explain. So he, like, FaceTimed me. But basically, to sum it up, he's like, you're called to be an influencer. And when I tell y'all that I've always thought that no one, that I could basically influence no one. And it's not because I'm not a good person or because, you know, I do, I do carry myself in confidence for the most part. But it's these insecurities, it's that voice in my head that literally tells me people like, you know, like, the popular people in high school. So, I was never, like, the popular person. But I also wasn't, like, which I don't I don't look at people this way. But you see it in the movies. And it's, a big part of it is real life. Um, the people who are, like, nerds or not the cool people. I was always somewhere in the middle. And, but I always wanted to be popular. At least in high school. Now, I'm, like, I have the attitude of, like, I could care less. But I always wanted to be popular, but I never thought I was cool enough, that I dressed well enough, that I, again, people wanted to be my friend. I had friends, but I always assumed people don't want to be my friend. So I'm going on these stories, being told I'm going to be this influence, have this growing business. My TikTok blew up instantly. People are asking me questions. They want to learn from me. Some of them even freaking out that I'm responding to them, okay, which is crazy to me. So, and then I just sit here and all like, oh, shoot. I hope I'm going to disappoint them one day. Do they really know who I am? Do they really care what I'm telling them? Do they really like me? My engagement's going to go down because I don't think these people actually like me or the actual clothes I'm putting out there. Like they're not good enough. Like they are going to, like I had a fear last month with all these new customers and you guys, I do believe in my product. I do. And I'm very particular about the way I do it. And I, get certain shirts that I know are the best and I won't send things out when they have mess ups. Like I'm very particular. Okay. And even then I was like, man, I have these new customers. I'm, t- I had like this fear and I, I, to the point where I don't even want to say it out loud. Cause I, I don't speak this over at all that people were going to reach out to me with mess ups. Like something happened and they're all new customers and they would never shop for me again. Imposter syndrome. Like, God literally gave me, like, the uh, the biggest month I could have ever... Th- I mean, I never would have thought I would have a month that big this soon. Um, and, again, it was totally God. And it was totally God using TikTok. And, again, all these people following me, wanting to buy from me, freaking out. And all I could focus on was the fact that maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I'm not good enough. But what's funny is, literally what God did was everything he promised me already. And I still questioned it, but it wasn't me questioning his promise. It was me questioning his promise for me. Imposter syndrome. Like I said, I, I, to this day, will still get on social media. I think my, so my following on Instagram is finally over a thousand K. It like shot up yesterday and like this morning, which is crazy. And when I tell you. I used to never post on my personal. What The short period that I did was when I was about to, 
you know, start announcing my brand. So I wanted to basically create a following to carry over, which is totally marketing one-on-one, 101, at least for the time. Um, and I had actually grown really fast then. And I remember like even wondering like, oh my gosh, people actually care what I'm posting. But it was, it's just in my head, like over a thousand K, TikTok is significantly more because TikTok is a whole other animal. But over a thousand K on Instagram is such a big deal for me because there was always this voice in my head that again told me it's not even about the, oh, the likes, the engage, the followers, the comments, whatever. It's about the assumption that these people cannot be influenced by me because I'm not good enough. I'm not ready. I'm not like these bloggers. I'm not like this big brand. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. People probably don't look at me like that. They don't want to dress like me. So I've, I feel like I've, I'm not the only one, obviously, but it's this fear that God's calling. Cause that's the, the irony in it is it, is it's his calling over our lives. And again, we're never going to fully be ready for it because we're supposed to step into it with him. If we are ready for it and we are just stepping into it on our own, like what's the point? We're supposed to learn. We're supposed to make mistakes. We've talked about we're supposed to fail sometimes. We're supposed to fall sometimes and get right back up and allow God to strengthen us through it. That's the whole point. But it's a, it's those, it's that voice that can hold us back because if it's given to us and we're too scared to step into it because we think we're not enough, like what? Versus being like, like I said, I would be thankful initially I would be like, oh my gosh, thank you, God. This is amazing. I cannot believe this. This is so crazy. Like, for instance, yesterday, guys, I sent out a package to Real Talk Kim. And I freaked out yesterday because she tagged me on Instagram and shared it. And then I responded and then thought in my head, she's probably not going to respond to this, but at least she'll see it maybe or one of her people will tell her. And then she responded, not with one, but two messages and even shared another thing for me posting it. She shared my brand, all this stuff. And I remember being like, what the heck? Why'd she care enough to do that? And I'm like, and then it's like the side of me that's like, gee, I don't know. Maybe because she can see God's favor over this business. And she genuinely liked what I sent her. So she wanted to share it. When my initial thought is, oh my gosh, she has like a million followers. She's verified. She's an amazing speaker and podcaster. And she's doing amazing things. Like, what the heck? Why'd she share my stuff? But when there's the other side of me who's putting on my vision board and declaring I will be speaking at the same conferences at, as Real Talk Kim. Like those are two different people, guys. The person who believes in herself and God's calling and the person who believes that she's so so small that that person would, doesn't care enough to share and promote her product. When it's also someone who is a godly woman to where God, the Holy Spirit, obviously can take over in that moment and have her share it. Does that make sense? I know I've been talking a lot about me and my experiences, but honestly, the lady who I lit Erica that I listened to, it was her being real in her experiences that really exposed me and the fact that I have had imposter syndrome in my life. And what's crazy is I still like I got a message from a pastor last night who I actually grew up with her daughter, um, and she, like, she, like, will randomly, like, comment and message me, like, when she sees things that I'm talking about sharing, and she saw the Real Talk Kim thing, and she's like, oh my gosh, girl, that's so cool, and I was like, literally, I was so shook, I was so surprised that she even did that, and 
I'm so happy she likes it. I hope it fits her. And even then, what's funny is before I even sent that out, I think this is on another podcast that I, I, <laughs> I hope so because it could have also been one I deleted um, after filming it. But I was so scared to send her her products, guys, because I was so scared she wouldn't like it and, like, would, like, secretly bash me in her head or something. I knew she wouldn't do it, like, out in the real world. But you know what I mean. Um, but anyways, the my pastor friend, she literally talked about, like, I've, like, been following your business from day one and I can literally see God's favor all over it. And it's amazing to watch. And it's, like, me acknowledging that and knowing that this is a God-sized dream that God has given me. And he's been with me every single step I take. And I still have the nerve to question myself. I still have the nerve to have imposter syndrome. Like, whoa, 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 this isn't for me, actually. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not good enough, God. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. <laughs> like, I'll literally say things like, Kelsey Blair is going to be a brand name one day. Like, I actually realized the other day, so... My entire life, guys, and I think this was, again, a Holy Spirit moment. There's been a lot of different things that I've been insecure about in my life. Um, Whether it's physical, internal, whatever, or mistakes I made. And one of the things is actually my name, which is crazy. Okay, so listen to this. So my mom named me Kelsey. But if you guys do a bunch of research and you type in the name Kelsey, it's going to try to give you a million other ways to spell my name than the way that it's spelled. And I'm sorry if my voice is going out in and out. Like, my allergies have been crazy because the weather's finally tr- changing over here in Georgia and I've not been taking my medicine like I should be. Um, but anyways, apparently she went into this old antique shop years ago when she's pregnant with me and she saw a doll that had her name spelt like mine. So that's why she went with Kelsey, and that's why she spells it the way she did, okay? Well, growing up, oh my gosh, every single roll call from a teacher, I would hear, Kelsia! Or friends who would, like, I guess, read my name if they didn't know who I was, and yet. And they would also be like, Kelsia! Or how do you say your name? Like, I got some really weird ones sometimes. Even my last name, which I feel like is easy, Sloan. They would say Sloan, or something I don't even know. And... So, what's funny is I always wish I could have been called by my middle name because I actually do like the name Blair. And it was easy and I felt like no one could mess it up or whatever. So, fast forward to, and what I'll tell you guys what made me think of this um, in a minute or how I think the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. So, fast forward to starting my own business, I always knew I wanted a brand name. So when I came up with a name and I knew I was going to start as a sole proprietor and I was like, well, I really like Kelsey Blair because my last name's going to change when I get married and I've always loved the name Blair, but I don't want to, but I, I want it to be Kelsey Blair. Like that's what I want. And so that's obviously the name, the brand name for my business. So what's, so I'll give you guys the story of what, I'll, and then I'll tell you what the Holy Spirit revealed to me. So me and Luke, we love crumble cookies. We go every single week and try the new flavors, even though I know that's terrible for you, but it's fine. Um, it's my little sweet treat of the week. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, and we normally put his name in, I guess, because I just haven't had this issue a lot, especially since I haven't worked for someone in so long to where like a new person can say my name wrong, whatever. Um, so we put my name in. And all of a sudden, I hear, Kelsia! <laughs> and Luke just looks at me with a confused face because he didn't grow up going to school with me. And I he was always with me in, in a scenario where I introduced myself. 
I guess. So he just looked like, what? Did she just call you Kelsia? I'm like, yes. That's what I dealt with literally from teachers, people reading my name all the time. Like, that's, yeah, Kelsia. And so we're walking out and I start laughing. And I was like, isn't it funny that the fact that my name was butchered my entire life to the point where I, I got annoyed by it is now going to be a brand designer name and a boutique name that God has called me to step into? How funny is that? When the whole time the enemy was telling me as I was growing up, like, yeah, your name is so annoying and people will never say it right because they just don't care. Interesting. Very interesting. So, I need to end this because it's going on way too long. And honestly, I again, I know I talked a lot about myself, but for me to understand that I had imposter syndrome... Again, it was literally Erica talking about her life and her experiences and her striving for perfection. Because, guys, my striving hasn't always always just been to please other people to prove myself. Where the imposter syndrome still crept in. But it's also to this day, again, like I was like, God, are you sure that I can handle this like last month or that I'm not going to mess all this up? Like I don't want to mess it up. But it's been striving to even perform it for God. And that's not what he's looking for. He's looking for us to be present with him, for us to reach out to him, to lean on him, have a relationship with him. And through that, that's how he reveals what he's called us to do. And he will open up opportunity and he will expose the blessings he has for our life. But in trusting him, it's like we trust him first, right? But then we got to trust who he's called us to be. You are not an imposter, Where God has you right now, what he's called you to, I'm not saying what you have called yourself to, I'm saying what God has called you to, whatever season you're in, what you're going through, you're not an imposter, okay? You are completely validated, you are completely in the right place, you are good enough. In fact, what's funny is you look at yourself from now, look at yourself five years from now, a year from now, and see where you're at and see just how qualified you are in that position God has you in now or overqualified. I know that if I looked at myself two years ago, where I'm at now, I'm overqualified now for where I was at two years ago. But it's because to to get to that point, you have to step into what God has for you. He prepare, He prepares us prior to that 1,000%. You may not always see it, but he does prepare us. But as you step into it and you walk into it with God, he strengthens you. You learn. And you realize that you... I don't know what that sound was. You are qualified for the place God has you. And in the next year, when or however many months or whatever that he moves you to the next place, the next position, the next whatever, you're just as qualified for that and you're overqualified for where you used to be. So don't question what God has for you. Don't question yourself when things go wrong because, again, you're going to have to learn. That was my thing. I Imposter syndrome crept in when something went wrong, but even, again, when something went right, when all those orders came in and I was – put thoughts in my head that was telling myself that I wasn't ready for this and I was going to mess it all up. But in reality, unless we totally choose to avoid a relationship with God and avoid the calling he has on my life, on our lives, we can't mess it up. If you are walking faithfully and earnestly in your relationship with God, 
You can't mess it up. You literally have to make the choice to be like, no, I'm not going. And even then, guys, when God is persistent, he, he will still, you know, try to speak to you and be like, come on, let's go. We're doing this. He did that to Moses. That's why I love, I can't wait to keep reading because Moses growing up was one of my most favorite stories. I don't know why. I think as a kid, the way they portrayed it, it was really easy to follow, like in the movies and stuff. Um, but it was always one of my favorites, that and Esther. And what's funny is whenever I was stepping into my new season of owning a business, God really highlighted Esther. And then now where I'm out right now, I feel like he's hi- highlighting the story of Moses. Because Moses was called. And Moses did think he wasn't ready and that he shouldn't have been called. And he was in no position to do what God called him to do initially. So I just want to encourage you and tell you you're not an imposter. That God knows exactly where he has you. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. It may seem like sometimes you're not good enough or that... You don't even know what you're doing. I don't even say that you're not good enough. That's a thought in your head, but you are good enough. But sometimes it may feel like you don't know what you're doing or you're still in the process of learning as you've been placed in this new position. Well, that's okay. Again, I have story upon story upon story where God, I feel like, promoted me and it was in something that I totally wasn't right. I literally was, oh my gosh, guys, I was given a management position in the two departments I had literally never worked. I had worked every single department in the store. The two departments, one was fine jewelry. I was terrified, terrified that I was going to mess up. I didn't know what I was doing. And I literally just went, I I went with the flow and just prayed every day. I didn't totally mess something up. Do you guys want to know that I had only been manager in that department for like, I think two or three months. And there is a competition in the district for Valentine's Day. And we got like the number one sales or something like that for Valentine's Day with me as the manager when I was totally unqualified. Totally unqualified. But God made me qualified. He helped me through that. And I I learned stuff. But also the favor he had over my life put me in that position to where, again, I was qualified. So I'm going to let you guys go. And I really hope from my experiences, you learned to turn off those voices, to stop allowing them to tell you that you're not ready, that you're an imposter, because you're not. You are exactly where God's called you to be. And as long as you walk confidently, walk confidently in that, then those voices will start to go away and you'll truly begin to realize Where God has called you. Because again, I thought that I had turned them off. But clearly I have not. So I'm going to work on it. But I want you to promise me that you will work on it as well. Sit with God and ask him, God, show me how I'm qualified. Reveal to me what you're teaching me right now. And as I step into these new seasons, God, just give me the grace that I need to get through them, but also allow me to have grace for myself. That's one thing I've learned to pray for myself, to have grace for myself. God already has given me grace from him, but I need to have grace on myself. So I love you guys. This is Kelsey with Faith Over Fear. Get started today. 
Your destiny is calling. And I know we went a little longer today, but I'm so excited for what God has planned for you. And I just encourage you to keep stepping in it. Bye, guys. Yeah.